Hey guys, with everyone's busy schedule, time is of the essence, which is why we created this weekly podcast to give you quick insights on politics, business, and even technology. So whether you're working from home or whether you're on the road, join us as we talk about different events that occurred during the week. My name is Jasegan, and with me I have Aaron and Arius, and we're disseminating. So let's jump right in. Hello, my name is Aaron, and coming to you live from Toronto. This morning I'll be joined with Jasegan and Arius. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Good morning, guys. It's uh, it's what? It's 11.08 a.m. We're wide awake. We got our coffees. We got our waters. Arius, how are you? Good, man. Now we're doing this in the morning. Well, just for today, I guess. So it's uh, different from our last recording at night. <laughs> I, I, I prefer mornings. I'm, I'm a morning guy. So um, if we could do this at like five or six in the morning, I'm, I'm totally Wait, happy. What? Oh, man. That's just uh, that's a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> I got my coffee brew though. Five or six in the morning. Damn, I don't think I'll be up for that, even for work. I don't know, man. You know, I, I I read about all these successful people's habits, and it's always like early in the morning is when oh, they yeah, start their day. Right. Like these guys are getting like super early, ahead of everyone else. They're working when everyone's sleeping. <laughs> they also like to torture themselves too. <laughs> I you know what? It's funny that you say that because I actually am starting a new challenge. Uh, I've started, I'm like week two into this, but the new, so <clears throat> background story is, uh, I was listening to, um, Jordan Peterson's daughter's podcast and she's interviewing, um, the Iceman. I forget his, I forget his, uh, his name and I won't try and say it because I might butcher it, but she's interviewing the Iceman who is the guy who's won like numerous, uh, awards and records for running marathons like naked except for like a speedo in the ice and uh and spending lots of time in the cold and so in this podcast he talks about like how you can kind of build up this resistance or the strength against the cold Mm. and he recommends starting off by taking cold showers so i guess that's sort of my uh my torturedness to myself is uh i've been taking cold showers for the last couple weeks but like building up to it so like the way the way he recommends is uh, you take a warm bath. So you do this for like ten days, and after ten days, the the idea is that your vascular system will um, will like multi- like multiply itself by like three or four or five fold. And if you do this every day and you increase it by thirty second increments. Um, that, 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 that's, what's going to help out. So the first day you actually, you start off by taking like a warm bath, like do do your, do your shower thing. And then once you're done your warm bath, just crank it to the cold water, sit there for like 30 seconds, just bear it. And then next day do the same thing, take your cold, like take your warm shower, whatever, and then increase it to a minute and then, uh, push through that. And then next day you just increase it every 30 seconds until you get to like the 10 day mark. Wow. And, uh, and so that's my, uh, that's my challenge. I don't know. You know, this year is funny because like, because it's all COVID and stuff. It's got me rethinking about how soft we are as a society and how <laughs> pathetic yep. we are. But I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been really like pushing myself to like crazy extremes. I was doing this water, um, this water, I don't know, challenge, workout, test or something, uh, torture session where I would just like tie myself up 
and throw myself into the pool and see how long I could survive for. <laughs> but before I could actually, uh, I mean, the idea is that the idea is that I was trying to, I was trying to teach myself how to float and breathe with my hands and feet tied together Jeez, behind okay. my back. You're obviously doing that with people around you, though, right? Yeah, my parents around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing at my parents' pool. Um, and they were around. I mean, they were kind of laughing at first, and then the the look of horror on their faces as I actually started to play it out in uh, reality. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no. So I'm gonna take that up though. Like when when summer comes again, yeah. uh, I'm gonna like try and improve that because I was, you know, Marines do that. Like I was actually kind of patterning it after like the the testing that the Marines do in the water, which is really intense. Um, and a lot of like, you know, they have like rare cases of guys drowning. A lot of guys do blackout underwater. Yeah. Uh, and then they end up getting resuscitated. Um, but yeah, man, torture yourself. That's where to go. <laughs> yeah. 2021, the year of torturing yourself. Oh my God. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> guys, please do whatever you like. Don't kill me. Do not torture yourselves. <laughs> Yeah, but you gotta you gotta try the cold shower thing though. Like it's actually it's funny because the first the first day I did it, I was like, I I looked like I was hyperventilating for the first Jeez. thirty seconds. Like, <laughs> and I was like my chest was like heaving like so badly because you know when you like when your body hits like cold water and you take that like that deep breath yep. in. Um, yeah, and so uh, same like same. It was like that like the first day, and then now I'm like, uh, I'm I'm not doing it every yep. day. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think I'm at four or five day now. So wow. it's a lot. Of, I can, I'm not breathing as like crazy. Now I'm like, it's, it's cool. Like your body's actually like adapting to it. It's really cool. <laughs> well, good luck with that. I mean, especially if you're going to do that in the winter time areas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's I, not I, great. I, <laughs> you know, but, you know, the other thing though, is I like, um, I am going to push it a little farther yeah. and just like, go outside with like a t-shirt on or something and just like build up like an immunity to the cold. Cause you know, I really hate the cold. Yeah. Like for some, or, you know, or you, you guys might not know this. Our listeners don't know about like, I hate the cold. I don't like any part of the cold. If I could live in like a hot country, like in Jamaica or something, I'd be totally happy. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but you know what? I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I gotta like just take this bull by the horns yeah. and like, and control it so uh i'm gonna just bear with the cold and uh put myself under some heavy uh training jeez good good luck with that i mean i mean mean, i'm trying to think of how we could possibly transition into the topics but like you know what Arius? you mentioned marathon and i think the best way to go with marathon is netflix i mean i know i know you guys probably are avid avid watchers and you do marathons of your favorite tv shows and stuff like that what are you guys are you guys a fan of netflix have you guys used other platforms whether that be hbo amazon prime whatever the case may be um for me i use um netflix i also share i guess you say disney plus with my fiance Mm -hmm. but to be honest with you this might sound kind of bad but i'm gonna keep it 100 and be honest with our listeners, I kind of just stream free stuff online. Like, I, I download stuff and oh, I just stream, you know. Um, I try not to, you know, pay too many, um, yeah. 
I guess, too many services. Because I find before, what was it? Maybe in 2018, we had so many different subscription services, like yeah. to the point where it was almost the same price as paying cable, you know? Yep. So I kind of like, I keep one or two, but then things that I can't find, I just kind of look online and download it or I look for it on YouTube and watch it or something. Yeah, I uh, I kind of bum off my parents for Netflix. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I don't like, the more I watch Netflix, the less I like it. Like all the Netflix originals are so garbage. As a recent, yeah. Uh, there's a couple like there's a couple of good ones. Shout out to uh, Umbrella Academy and uh, I think Barbarians. I've been watching that. That's really good. Um, but like a lot of the originals are just like total garbage. Um, I love Disney Plus. <laughs> oh yeah, and I think I like it. I like it more with uh, the. Whole... Oh yeah! Oh man! All the Star Wars announcements, all that Amazing. stuff. Amazing. I'm excited for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because I think that's one of the reasons why people are getting Disney Plus because of how hyped and amazing The Mandalorian has been. Um, on top of that, most of the Disney movies have been going, uh, being released on that platform itself. It's funny because for us in Canada, uh, Cineplex, a huge, huge movie retailer, is closed because of COVID. And because of that, a lot of these movies are starting to be released on these subscription platforms. So, for example, the new Wonder Woman movie is going to be released on HBO. Um, and then all the new Disney movies are supposedly being released on Disney+. Plus. Which is interesting. So it it begs to differ. Is Cineplex going to crash? Is it going to go bankrupt? Did Disney finalize that? Did Disney actually say that all their movies going forward are going to be... Uh, it's in the talks. Uh, it's in the talks right now. It, it's with, been... with Netflix, you mean? Or... No, 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 no. So the Disney movies would be going on their Disney platforms itself. Like Disney oh, Plus. wow. So they're not going to be released in theaters anymore. That's so what you mean. It, it's, it's, in, it's being in talks. It really depends on what the outcome of the situation is. Okay, because I don't know if you guys realize, but when um, Disney Plus arrived, they basically gave Netflix notice that they're going to be pulling all their content. I, don't, I think we spoke about this area a while back. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh... And I remember at the time, people were just, like, so critical of uh, Disney because, like, they don't have any new content mm-hmm. and it's just, like, the same old stuff. And and I don't know, like, the critics were, like, pretty harsh on Disney. And now Disney's like, they're they're on the warpath, just slaughtering all the other streaming services. And, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And, and uh, we, like, no, we shouldn't forget HBO Max's big deal, too. Did you guys hear about that one? HBO Max? Oh, yes. I heard about Warner Brothers going to put all their um, movies on HBO Max. And they got a lot of, what do you call it there? A lot of flack from a lot of actors and people in the industry, even such as Denzel Washington. Really? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. How I know about this was um, after the trailer. There's a new trailer, I think, called... It's a new trailer for some cop movie with Denzel Washington. I think it's called little things or tiny things or something along the lines like that and then uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. A reviewer was actually um was uh actually discussing how denzel washington and a lot of the people in industry are upset with warner brothers because they're putting releasing the movies through hbo max so even the future of um streaming or i guess of uh movie go, uh, going to watch a movie is going to change like why go to the movie theaters if you can have almost the same experience like if you set up your 
your house properly where you can have mm-hmm. surround sound and maybe a projector or something like why go to the theaters you know and popcorn you got to remember popcorn man oh yeah that's true <laughs> i mean that's what, like that's the same with like my family they have a um or like my wife's family mm-hmm. her brothers all have like in-house theaters that can seat like 12 to 15 of us wow um and yeah, I mean, like, there's just no, there's just no reason to go to the theater. I feel really bad for theaters. Like, I feel really bad for Cineplex and in the States, like Regal, um, because, and AMC too, because, uh, like, it's not fair. It wasn't their fault. Um, you could probably point the blame on the government, but that's another topic for another day. But I just feel really bad. But then you look at like HBO Max and like they just hit the jackpot. They were like a struggling streaming service mm-hmm. before this whole Warner Brother deal. And now like I think they'll probably get a lot of people flocking to them. Wonder Woman just came out yesterday, I yep. believe. Um, and then they got like big ones coming up like Dune is coming out next year. And then there's another one I can't remember. It escaped my mind. But uh, yeah. So anyways, the streaming stuff is really picking up. See, that's, that's what's interesting because um, when, if we go back a little bit to the past, Blockbuster was like amazing for us. We would go out, we would rent our movies, we'd return them. Um, and then Netflix came along and Netflix completely demolished Blockbuster where, Nef- where Blockbuster was just like, eh, Netflix doesn't really matter, whatever, right? But now we're seeing Cineplex's CEO. So this was on Bloomberg where Cineplex's CEO was just shrugging off these subscription platforms specifically disney plus he's just like disney plus eh so i don't know but here's the thing though like i'd be curious to find out for our listeners um like would they still continue to go to the movies in the near future due to like how there's covid especially if you know um, big media companies are making you know efforts to stream their services from right at your home mm-hmm. and again if you can you probably won't have this the same i guess you would say experience um, experience yeah, yeah like as you would to go to the theater but with that being said you can still have a fairly good experience at your home you know so i'd be curious to find out if people are still willing to go to the theaters in the near future or if they're more willing to stay home and just watch it from their house if if that if this is what you know big media companies are willing to do you know but see then that gets to the point of how many subscription platforms are you gonna have right people usually generally have netflix they have some sort of streaming platform for music whether it be apple music true, spotify whatever true. now you're gonna add in hbo max and then you're gonna add in uh amazon prime another subscription another subscription so there's gonna be multiple subscriptions in that household is it really worth it in the end um, you you know what? How how I see it is if you're able to put it so you're able to manage what you watch properly, mm-hmm. you might not have to spend a whole bunch of money because like for example, um I know like you can get certain deals like with Spotify where you can get like the first three months free, like say if you were to buy something, right? Or yeah. that's probably a bad example. But let's say if you can get you know, the the first month free of Netflix. You can watch a movie that you want to watch and then, mm-hmm. you know, take your information down, like take your card off their file so that they don't actually charge you. Yeah. So you watch what you watch in that free month and then, you know, you don't have to pay for the following month. So I think if you can 
take advantage of certain deals like that, you can get around it. But AKA finesse the system. <laughs> well, it's, it's not even just being AKA finesse the system. Like if you think about it from like an accountant standpoint, like, you know, like even Arius. Arius talks about how he's just, you know, piggybacking off his parents. And I can't blame mm-hmm. him. Why pay yeah. for it if you don't have to? Right? Because the, the, the truth is like the content gets dry after a while, right? Yep. So you end up paying 10 bucks you know what I mean, over a span of six months. And, and you know, you're waiting on a one show in particular, which is going to come another four months down the road. It doesn't yep. make sense for you to pay, mm-hmm. you know, the entire year to wait. Like, why not just, you know, wait till it comes out or, you, you know what I mean? Try and work the system, I guess. Oh, no. It's funny because this, because the streaming services, like, came about, like, Netflix came about to decentralize everything, to, like, pull us away from, like, the cable Mm-hmm. and to to offer different services but then now all these streaming services are coming up and it's like we're we're almost being centralized again except it's sort of in a different way right like now it's instead of paying for cable um for one for one station to get a whole bunch of channels it's like oh now we're paying for a bunch of different channels and and not one station so it's like it's just kind of all over the place. And then you have True. cases where, yeah, like I, I bum off net, uh, my parents for Netflix, but then I bought the Disney plus subscription and my parents are bumming off of me. So like, we're just kind of like, we just kind of give or take. <laughs> that works. Every, everyone's just sharing. Yeah. Or, yeah. Just kind of sharing it around. So, and I think that's what other people are doing. This whole subscription thing is very interesting and it's come a long way from like the, the, the traditional ones that we grew up with of like the magazine subscriptions mm-hmm. and subscriptions and uh, yeah like it's very very different but i have a question for you guys actually aries you you bring up a point here i think i remember a while back um probably a few months ago when netflix said that like you can only have a certain amount of users like say if you obviously if you pay for two users you're only supposed to have two users but i think people were abusing you know, like especially a lot of friends and kids in university were abusing sharing their um, login info uh, for Netflix. Like I remember when I was going to university, like I would share my friends, like uh, our friend Justin's login for Netflix and stuff like that. Or I would share another friend's login, you know what I mean? And I think now they have something where it's like you can only have the two unique uh, users. I don't know if this is accurate or, or not, but like they're going to make it harder for people to share streaming services. You know what I mean? Well, Netflix offers, yeah, I think they will, but they also offer like packages. Like if you want more people to access the Netflix account, then you got to pay more. No, no. But so, so this is what I'm saying. Like I, I remember before, like they, so even before they were offering like the four people or the family option, like say if it was only two people, I remember when we were in university, there'd be like 10 of us sharing you know, um, one person's Netflix, you know what I mean? Jeez, wow. Now, I don't know how, if that still works. Cause I don't think you can do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But I remember back in the days, like there'd be like, you would have multiple people on. And then like, sometimes someone would call someone and be like, yo, I'm, I'm on Netflix. Like, you know, when you're done, can you log off so I can get on or whatever, or, you know, and they didn't really pick up on it. But I, as in, in the near future, it seems like, um, for example, again, my fiance, she used to was sharing her Netflix with one of her friends who she used to go to school with. And then since I'm sharing it, right, she 
you're saying that like you know it, it what she used to be able to do is when she could share more than although she paid for two people she could share more to more than two people now she can no longer do that so she changed the password so only herself and and I can access it so i don't know if they did something to the security or if you i don't know if you guys understand what i'm saying like you know what i mean like i think they yeah, changed something in 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 terms of the in the back end in terms of they they recognize when there's a certain like a unique when there's a certain unique type of people logging in and where they're logging in from according to their IP address or something on the lines like that. Yeah, I I I'm probably I'm pretty sure that Netflix is doing that. I know I read that Disney Plus when they first got released that they were working on some back some back end technology to basically like search and find people who are who are, w- would be sharing accounts like similar to what you've described yeah. um and that disney was against that idea and they didn't want people abusing disney plus like people were abusing netflix mm-hmm. um and so they were producing this back-end technology that was kind of hush hush a little bit of secret um but i haven't heard anything since the the since that time which was like last year so um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's happening. I just don't think they're they're letting the public know too much about it until you actually get caught. So, oh, okay. so this is interesting. As you guys mentioned, this Spotify is someone who's been doing this for a while now. So Spotify, with their premium subscription, they say that family members living under the same roof, specifically under the same roof, can enjoy premium. So up to six users. So if you end up trying to share your Spotify account, uh, Spotify will be tracking that and essentially being like, no. Okay, but here's the thing, though. How do they know that? If the, uh, my, the only way I can see them knowing that is if you use, for example, if you're under, if you're, obviously if you're accessing from the same IP address, what if you use a VPN? Like, how does that work now? So I know when you're setting up your Spotify account, I believe you set it up with the same address, and I feel like that's the loophole. Right, like if you set it up with the same address, then you're good. I don't know if they're doing IP tracking. Of course, that would uh, kind of be a little scary there. Um, but to my to my knowledge, I know I know it's based on what address that you set up your account. Mm. Okay. Mm. So, Jazz, where do you think uh, subscriptions are going to be heading? Like, where 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 do you see the future subscriptions going? You know. <laughs> It's crazy because like you mentioned before, back in the day, it was just like magazine subscriptions or like cable subscriptions or telephone subscriptions. Now it's like Netflix subscriptions, Amazon Prime. And then then like you guys know, Dollar Shave Club is another one. Uh, (laughs) And then then with with COVID and everything, PC Express. So for uh, for the listeners that don't know, PC Express is President's Choice Express. It's basically being able to order your groceries online and then picking them up. Uh, having the person drop it off in your car while you just wait there. Um, So that's a new subscription that's coming out where it can be monthly or yearly. So I feel like, I feel like COVID has been a catalyst for a lot of these subscription platforms opening up and people just like signing up. It's also the fact of like ease of convenience, right? Like especially, especially now who would really want to go into a store and shop around, spend time when someone can get the food for you, drop it off in your car and you're ready to go type of thing. Like, like there's definitely, um, there's been a big cultural shift, I think, in the last decade or so with 
with the way people are spending and consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're now moving away from like an ownership model to like an access model. Um, I mean, it's a little different, like your grocery store example is, is a little, I guess an exception, but like if you take the streaming services, like people don't want to buy movies anymore. People don't want to have that ownership anymore. They just want to have the access to it. And like, yeah. that's kind of where we're moving towards. Um, but do you think though that like, do you think, like, I guess, what do you think is the reason for that? Like, do, is it, be, is it, is this cultural shift happening because people are not making enough money and instead of buying something outright, like a video is one thing cause it's not expensive, but like, mm-hmm. like think about like video games, which are a little more or even cars, which I hear that there's talk about cars Ooh, moving into a yep. path, yeah, right? That's so, crazy. So what I'm like in, in this context, are we moving away or I guess are we moving into the subscription thing because people are being um, more frugal and they want to spend less and they don't have a lot of money. So it's like, okay, I'll just pay a little bit a month every, every month or, um, or is this something completely different? Is this like a, is this an issue of commitment that people don't want to have to make any commitments and they don't want to have to, take ownership over everything. Cause I know like the whole commitment is like, this is an issue I think among millennials and I think probably most people, but uh, you know, the, the commitment of like people don't want to get married anymore. Or they don't want to have kids or they don't want to commit to a job for the rest of their life or they don't want to commit to, to making like a big career move or any, any, any sort of thing like that. So is this, is this an issue of like a financial matter or is this like a social matter? Like, what do you think for your thoughts? Jazz, you want me to go or do you want to go? Go ahead. Go ahead. I have an idea, but go ahead. I'll be honest with you. I think this is a big social issue Mm -hmm. um, to be honest with you, um, Arius, because society is changing um, whether we like it or not. And you bring up the prime example of millennials, like, most millennials will not own homes in the near future. Exactly what you said. Most millennials are going to rent. This is just what it is. It's the sign of the times that we live in. And I do believe that companies are actually driving this change. Um, and I, I believe that not just that companies are driving the change, but now that companies have presented options to us, it's become the norm now. So, for example, I don't even know if you guys remember back in the days, Microsoft, you could buy, you know, you could still buy a Windows, um, op, for example, um, software outright. Yep. But now they've moved to subscription service. You're right. Like, You're right. You know what I mean? Like everything now, yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. You just want to buy the <laughs> software. But now the norm is that, okay, be, in order for you to... And here's what this is where I think companies are driving the change. In order for you to be have all the new features, you know what I mean? Because they're, they're, this is the key: they're adding new features so to keep people wanting to buy, to continuously buy. You know what I mean? Like for example, in Microsoft 365 versus just the um, the version that you can buy outright, I believe there's some more po- like um, Power BI services within. For example, like Excel or something like that, right? So they purposely do things where they add more features to the subscription service so that they can make more money 
And in some type of way, I think in society, it's become accepted to us because we're always, as, as human beings, I think our natural instinct is to always want the new. You know what I mean? So I think it's an issue from a social aspect, you know, and I think the, ch the change is actually being driven from companies, but it has become socially accepted by the consumer, if that answers your question. You know, I, something like you guys brought up some interesting points and something that just clicked into my head, especially about Microsoft. Back in the days, like Office 2003, Office 2006, and 2010 were easily piratable. Like people would just pirate it online, use it, and that oh, yeah. way Microsoft would never be able to get the money off that, right? Like they would get the money from the person who purchased it initially, but there's softwares and there's tactics to pirate this software. And essentially you would have Office for free. I feel like, I feel like especially in Microsoft's case, this is a way to actually get money instead of be losing money from, from services like this. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, uh, Aries. Yeah, you guys bring up some good points. Um, but, I mean, there's definitely... I, I, I don't... Like, going back to my, like, my initial question there, I, I don't think it's one or the other. I feel like it's a lot of different factors. Mm -hmm. Like, people, people don't want to, to own things that our older generations we're willing to buy right like right. videos like my you know, you know we remember our parents buying and and you go to their homes and there's like a whole shelf of all this stuff mm -hmm. of all these kids like these cds and and then you come to like like you come to my home and you'll never find a dvd because i just it's, it's it's a waste of space yeah um and it goes back like you could argue that it's like we're living in a smaller places in like condos and studio apartments and our living spaces are becoming smaller and the real estate's getting more expensive. So we don't want to hold up all this, waste all this square footage on like crazy space. Yep. Um, but then even like on the issue of cars, like I know, I don't know if you, you have much to say on this jazz, but cars are an automotive. The automotive industry is talking about like moving into like a subscription base. And like, that's a, that's a different topic. And I feel like that could be more of a, a financial thing because mm -hmm. I know for myself, like I like, like I'm an accountant and you guys are familiar with like accounting, like cars are not an asset. Mm -hmm. Like the, it's not, it's not something that you really want to have because it's really just a depreciable thing. Yep. It's, it's more of an expense than an asset. It'll never give you value no matter what kind of car you drive. It doesn't mean anything because really all it is is just a cost. Right, you drive a Ferrari and like, oh wow, look at you, hot shot. But then, um, you're you're like, think about how much money you're spending. Like when I see Ferraris, all I see is like the dollar signs coming out of the bank. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and like, and for myself, like I would, I don't want to own like a super expensive car and have it part of an ownership. Like, yeah, sure, I'll drive one around for mm -hmm. a day or two if I need it. But like, I don't want to take that liability onto myself. So, I don't know. Like, what are your what are your guys' thoughts? So, so actually, to add on to what you said, um, I just want to briefly give the audience. Um, BMW is actually someone who's trying to do the subscription models. Uh, this was posted, I think, early July, where they said features such as heated seats, adaptive cruise control, and high beams will be something that will be like given as like a freebie for the first three months, and then if you want to continue with those features, you would have to pay a fee. Um, kind of like a subscription model in that sense. 
But what's interesting enough is the car already has this hardware. So they already have the, the sensors for the automatic adaptive cruise control. And they have the sensor or they have the heated seat sensors and as well as like the high beams and everything. It's just they'll turn off automatically if you don't keep up with the payments. It's like it's like software, essentially. So I see a lot of issues with that from uh, just a privacy standpoint. Like, I don't think car manufacturers should have so much power to, you know, turn on and turn off your high beams. Because like high beams, for example, they they have they serve a purpose like you know when there's fog or there's extreme darkness you turn them yep. on so that you can see like forcing people to pay a premium to have such an essential thing i i think is 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 morally wrong um that's my opinion going back to what arius said though um arius i i think to be honest with you we need to understand when this change happened so, like, there's one thing we're acknowledging. We're saying, okay, society has changed. You know, the, the norm, the new norm, like both of you have been saying is that, okay, you know, people are more accepting of, you know, um, going, buying subscriptions rather than owning. But here's my question to you. When did this change happen? Was it the early 2000s? Was it, did it start from the, from the 90s? Like, when did this happen? And the question is, why did it happen? Because in my opinion, I think this is, again, driven by companies. I think it's all mm-hmm. about profits. And again, I think we've been um, kind of like predictive programming. I think we've been, we've been uh, programmed to accept this over the years by companies. You know what I mean? Thinking that this is actually, in fact, cheaper when, in fact, it's more expensive to have, yep. you know, to have so many different services. Like, for example, the, the prime example you use here is like if we were to own one, you know, have one cable station, we would probably get many, a lot of different content from different services rather than having to own like Amazon, you know, Netflix and so on and so forth. But I, I think we've been programmed to think that this is the new norm and, I do feel like people, like you said, are, are also society is kind of scared to take the risk to own now due to maybe financial uh, risk or whatever it could be. But again, when did this change happen? Like, this is this is what I'm curious about. Like, I, I honestly can't even recall when yeah. was the first subscription based service. Like, can you guys even look back and think about it? Like, was it Microsoft? Was it even Netflix? Because I think there was subscription services even before. So um, would you? Netflix. Would you call your cell phone plan a subscription service? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I know. I thought about that too. I think that's interesting. Hmm. I think in some way it is. If if you, I don't know. I mean, I, I was gonna say if you if you don't buy the phone outright and you have the phone included in your plan, that is true. But then yep. you could also argue that well, even if you've already bought your phone, you're still paying a monthly service for it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Because, like, essentially, the, 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 the thing about a subscription is you're paying for a service. So whether that be a cell phone plan, an internet subscription, a TV subscription, do you, do you feel like maybe maybe that was kind of like the beginning? Yeah. Actually, you know what's funny, Jazz, you say that? I think you're right because it, it's true. I, I actually bought my phone outright, and, and Aries is right. But in order to use to actually use a cell phone, you have to yeah. pay monthly. Like if you look at the definition, like what's let's look up the definition of what a subscription is. Like just and layman's turn. I don't know if you can pull it up for us quickly, Jazz. But but I think Aries is right. Like you, although you own the phone, you're still paying to use it. You know what I mean? Which is kind of crazy. 
when you think about yeah, but it. You could argue though. Yeah. But you could argue like, they, like these services have been around for a long time and they haven't actually changed, right? Like the phone, the, the concept of a phone subscription and a cable subscription have been around for like decades. It hasn't really changed or been innovative. I feel like you could mm. argue that Netflix was, was the turning point and mm. I'm sure we could look into the history of it, but I could probably take a pretty good guess that Netflix came around because, because the internet came around and then people were pirating and streaming illegally streaming True. other services. And then Netflix comes around and like, Hey, this is a great idea. Why don't we monetize it and make it legal? And so like create like a subscription. And then, and then that really, I think was the, the snowball effect because the, so like, if you look at phone plans and stuff, like they're not, they're not changing. They're not, their their business model is the same and it has been the same for a long time. I mean, there's been some minor tweaks here and there, mm-hmm. but like the business model is the same. But then you look at Netflix, which is like a completely new business model, but and then enter the market. And then now everybody's like scrambling to like, let's do this. Let's, let's make ourselves a subscription base. But to be fair, Arius, okay, so I think the, the, the key distinguisher here is that when the internet came around, this is what separated Netflix from Netflix from many different, um, I guess you say competitors or even cell phone services. However, again, according to what a subscription is, I'm just going by a definition right mm-hmm. off of Google. It says the action of making or agreeing to make an advance payment in order to receive or participate in something. So, Arius, you were right when you said that subscription services is nothing new. So what if Netflix just said, you know what, let's let's follow the phone model where people will have to pay monthly in order to use this service. You know, this is nothing new. So the subscription services have been around for decades when you think yeah. about it. You know, it's just that it's revolutionized by the Internet. You know, I, I think yeah. that's that's what makes it different. And I think and, and I think Netflix did they start it around 2001, right? Uh, their timeline is a little, uh, 1998 is when they debuted the subscription service. Okay. So we'll say yeah. like the, yeah, the, the early point, 2000s, yeah. early 2000s. Yeah. That's sure. when things kind of change in terms of, you know, um, subscription service, how they're used or how they're viewed, because, you know, the only subscription service I can think about, um, decades back was like exactly what you guys were saying was the cell phone, um, TV, uh, what else? What other subscription services were there in the past? Cosmopolitan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Magazine. Yo, no, no, no. That's actually a good example. That's yeah, it is. Point. Oh my goodness, you're taking and, uh, me back here. The, 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 the what? The notorious AOL. If you guys remember AOL, the uh, internet service. Yeah. 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 Um, what but, it, but now, but now you're getting. But like since but since the Netflix thing though, companies like Adobe and Microsoft are now like yep. stretching it even beyond of like okay, it's like it's almost ridiculous because now they're like oh we have the software but rather than just making it a one time purchase we're gonna give it to you like on a subscription subscription base, which obviously like like this is a business motive mm-hmm. right it's a monetary motive because now they have residual income you know, they're going to automatically withdraw you from your bank statements. Chances are most of you people are not going to look at your bank statements every month and be like, Oh my goodness, Adobe's taking money out. Like yeah. you don't even look at their bank statements every month. So, so that like guarantees income for the company and more profit on the bottom line. Yeah. I think it's kind of ridiculous though, that we're moving so quickly 
to a subscription-based model. And now like everybody wants to like get their dirty hands in the subscription yeah. thing because I feel like we're do we as a consumer are just going to end up paying more in the end for a subscription based thing. And the services are maybe, you know, arguably better, a little bit better, but it's not really beneficial for us as a consumer. So, so Arius and Aaron, you both mentioned some good points. And something I want to add on to Aaron's uh, definition of subscription is an amount of money that you pay regularly to be a member of an organization or club. So that's interesting. And then to Arius's point, subscriptions are increasing their prices. So Netflix actually is going to increase their prices, uh, $1 for the standard plan and then $2 for the premium plan. And like Arius mentioned, because it's a subscription that's taken by your bank account each time, you won't really notice that. And yeah. once you're kind of hooked onto that platform, being that part of that club, that organization, you probably don't want to leave. Like the gym too. I just remember yeah, too. It's yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true because like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Netflix, but like there's a couple of shows. Um, shout out to Umbrella Academy again. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's giving me lots of really shout outs. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love Umbrella Academy. It's a great show. Guys. But uh, like, but I would be hard pressed to to cancel Netflix completely, just because I really like Umbrella Academy, and like that's that that is what keeps me coming back, right? So it's like I don't even I mean I don't even pay for my parents to, but in a exactly in a situation where like if I did like it though, like if I was paying for it, like take Disney like Disney Plus, like I love the shows, I love the Mandalorian, I yeah. love um like a lot of the Star Wars content. Like, I'm not going to cancel my Disney Plus if that one show is, like, really good, right? Like, it's what keeps me on. So then you could kind of argue that. Um, you can kind of argue, though, that the uh, that you're actually just really paying for that one show. But, like, is it worth um, it? Now you're paying 10 bucks for one or two series. It's like, well, I, I want yeah. to ask you quickly because you are uh, an avid fan of Disney Plus. You know, you do know, like, the prices are increasing by $3 in February. Are you still going to continue the subscription service? Or are you going to be like, no, this is it, screw it? No, I, like, it's, what you, like, it's yeah. like what you said. Like, it's already coming on my bank account, right? Like, no, I'm not going to cancel it. Like, the difference in the increase is not that big, right? It's like a dollar or, or less than a, like, a dollar fifty or something, right? And, and if you look on a percentage basis, that's a lot because that's, like, uh, mm -hmm. almost a 10% increase maybe uh, on a per basis which is a lot more than what people's salary is every year right like people's salary yep. doesn't increase 10 percent um it's a lot more than inflation but when you think when the average consumer looks at it it's like oh a dollar extra month sure, why not years. you know like yeah when you throw that in then it's like okay then it's not like a big deal sure like i find a dollar on the ground all the time but like um but then when you look at the big picture it's like, well, yeah. it's, it's, it's adding up, right? The, in, the increase in the services is way ahead of the dollar increase in the nation. It's way ahead of inflation. Yeah. So, like, it is actually a lot. It is, the increase is a lot, and it's going to bite us in the back, I think. You're right. In the long run. So, so the, I guess the question, I guess, to you guys is, to what extent do you guys stop? Like, do we, do we say something along the lines of, um, like this is not bringing us any value anymore is all of our services just going up and nothing's bringing us value. Like what is the stopping point for? Okay. So sorry, go ahead. Or, or is there no stopping point, right? Like the thing is, for example, going back to my uh, ring doorbell, 
to purchase the doorbell, you can get the hardware, but you have to use it. You need to get the the subscription service. So, so like, man, that's good. Well, let me ask so you a question, though. Just You're asking a question, <laughs> but I'm gonna ask a question. Can sure. you really? Can anybody in this present world really be outside of a subscription service where we are now? Because it doesn't matter where you look at things, whether it be your cell phone, whether it be streaming, listening to music, going to the gym, yeah. you know what I mean? At some aspect of your life, it's touched by a subscription service. Like you, Can you tell me if anybody can completely be outside of that cycle? Like realistically, I don't Oof. think so. Oof. Unless we become cavemen again. That's the, that's the only way. But it's the honest truth, right? It like is. In order in You're order right. to, 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 to be a part of society, like you, you gotta be a part take you know, pay some type of subscription service, you know, whatever whatever it may be. Even food nowadays, like with deliveries, like yep. you can't even go to the grocery store and if most people don't wanna wait in line due to this whole COVID pandemic thing, you know. Yeah. Um people would just rather buy online again. It's uh, convenience, yes, right? It's the yes. convenience, it's the access. Yeah. Yes. Instant gratification. Like, yeah. like going on your phone, opening up Netflix and watching the show or Disney Plus or whatever the case may be, right? That convenience factor. Yes. Cool. Right. That's what people are paying for. I mean, I think in answer to your yeah. question, Jazz, I think it's a personal thing. Like if people who will be caught up, if not already, they're going to be caught up in the whole subscription chaos. You know, they're going to they're gonna find that their bills are just out of control and they're subscribed to so many different things. Um, but it's a personal thing on whether they want to cut down or not. Like if I find that it's, if I find yeah. I really don't need it, I'm going to cut it right out of and my maybe Maybe I think we should leave line. the audience because this discussion can keep going and going and going. Like we can go into the fact that the Tamil film industry is also moving into subscription platforms, but that's a, that's another story. But for our audience, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that subscriptions are the future? How many subscriptions do you guys have? Do you guys have Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, whatever the case may be? Because I know I'm an avid user of Amazon Prime. I get a delivery every day almost. Um, I would love to know your thoughts. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. Looks like you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's topics. We want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the topics that we discussed today? Feel free to leave your answers on our Instagram and Twitter at Disseminate News or even email us at DisseminateNews at ProtonMail.com. And if you found us interesting, please like and share the podcast as it helps us grow the Disseminate community. Remember to come back the same time next week for another round of weekly updates. Thanks again and let's make a change in a world of chaos.